Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. Good morning and welcome on WISN, the Retirement Clinic with the Kowal Investment Group. On the air today with your hosts, Joe Still and Chauncey Weisensel. Good morning, guys. Welcome back, Joe. Good morning. Good morning, Paul. Great to see you again. Chauncey, part of the staff, we hear your voice. Joe's and all the others do the market updates Monday through Friday. Good to have you in studio. Good morning. Pleasure to be here. Good morning, Paul. Yeah, those reports that we we should mention those right away, Joe. During the Mark Felling Show, 3 p.m., 5 p.m. news block, you capture the news of the day. And put it into about a sixty minute second, sixty minute, sixty second segment. Yeah, we get sixty minutes on the weekends. Uh, that's this show, but you guys do a great job. And is the word volatile still being used? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, and we we laugh when we say that because it's been uh, a real challenging start to the year. Uh, definitely the first six months of the year. Um, you know, we've had some interesting things happen, interest rates rising very quickly. Um, and you know, a couple of uncertainties in the marketplace with the Ukraine, uh, conflict and, um, and then, you know, inflation and it continuing to rise through the first half of the year and the market crashing, you know, market actually entering a bear market, technically, uh, it going down over 20%, uh, on June 16th. Now it wasn't there very long kind of bounced off of that bottom, but, um, you know, really tough. Not only did stocks go down and enter a bear market, but bonds were down pretty significantly. And that's usually not the case. It's one or the other, right? Runs up, runs down. Usually bonds provide some downside protection, but it's just one of those cases where it hasn't in the first six months of the year. And, and, um, you know, I I would still call that the exception, not the rule. Uh, If we look back at you know, very um, tough times and and the recessions that we've had throughout, um, you know, the last, you know, 50 years, uh, you see bonds providing some downside protection in in the majority of those cases. The R word, recession, we're going to address it today. Uh, Joe, it's on people's minds, investors, especially as you near retirement, if you're in retirement, uh, you deal with with that, retirement's your niche at the Kowal Investment Group. And just by way of background, let's mention the newest location is in Heartland, uh, World Headquarters in Waukesha, Port Washington, up in Nozaki County. You've got a great location uh, right on Lake Michigan with the great views. Phoenix, Arizona, Racine, I mentioned, and um, the website, thekowalway.com. You can start there and get information. We've got great news today, very exciting news, as you are one of the new local sponsors of the Packers Radio Network, which is on our sister station. They went to FM now, 97.3 The Game. Yeah, very exciting. You know, obviously, uh, we all love the Packers, and and we're, we, um, we're very excited to be associated with them in this format, being one of their local sponsors. Out of all the sports in Wisconsin, and this is why the Packers are special, I think, when a game is on, 75% of TV viewers watch a Packer game. That's unheard of in the wow. industry. Yeah. So think of that. 75% <laughs> of people that have a TV are going to be tuned into that Packer game. Correct. I, you know, a little side story. Uh, I did not grow up in Wisconsin. I've been here longer than I lived in Michigan, but. Um, oh, you're you know, born and raised in Michigan? I was born and raised in Michigan. So, oh, when my I, sympathies <laughs> to you. When I, uh, I know. When I first moved here, 
my wife and I were just kind of like, wow, you know, and that was back in 1998. So that was a long time ago. Well, I, um, when I, Michigan's a great state. Don't get me wrong. Beautiful, right? The UP. Um, right. But from a Lions perspective, horrible yeah. to be a fan. <laughs> yes. I mean, they never win, Joe. No. There was the one year, you know, back in whatever Barry Sanders was the running back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, so you are way better off as a Packer fan. I assume yes. that's where your heart now lies. Yes, absolutely. I came in, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and got to watch Brett Favre in action, and that was that was awesome. And, and they transitioned right, to Right the after they won the quarter. Super Bowl, and then they went back the next year, and um, – yeah, it was it was crazy, and and we were laughing because we were like, "Wow, these these fans are crazy," um, for the Packers, and and obviously now we're right with them and enjoying uh, you know all the success, and and it's it's great for the Coal Investment Group to be a, a local sponsor on ninety seven three. Oh, fantastic! One of the uh, the local sponsors, yes, ninety seven point three FM. The game now carries the radio. A broadcast of all Packer games. Um, so that's really great as the season is getting underway shortly. we got to suffer through three preseason games. Yeah, I know players don't like them. <laughs> I, think, I think the staff is this where we determine who's going to make the team and the cuts. So uh, it is what it is, but I can't wait for the regular season to begin and then the fun starts. So here's what we're going to do in the show today. We're going to get to the sexy segment. We'll get to the boss segment later on. Aaron Kowal chimes in with about a one-minute segment for business owners. You're going to start the show, uh, Joe, with information um, about the recession, right? Um, and to recession-proof a plan, is that the right way to approach it? Yeah, I found this uh, article um, about a week ago. Uh, Fidelity put this out in their uh, weekly email called Insights. And the title is Six Ways to Recession-Proof Your Life which uh, obviously very timely. Um, you know, we're very lucky at the Coal Investment Group. Uh, we've been working exclusively with those nearing or in retirement for about 35 years. And we obviously use uh, the radio show here on Saturdays as, as a forum to be able to share information that we learned from all of the experience we've built over the last 35 years in working with our great clients. And, and one of the things we wanted, you know, I thought this article was perfect because, you know, I, I was telling uh, the group this week, I think the last two weeks I've had about um, 35, 36 meetings with clients just in the last couple of weeks. Um, so a busy time for me. But this question comes up just about in every single meeting and it's, it's on the top of clients' minds is, oh my gosh, are we going into a recession? Are we in a recession? And it's never been, fear has never been higher in clients than right now. And, you know, and understandably a, so, right? Absolutely. As we, as we talked about at the opening of the show, uh, been a very challenging year. You know, let's say, Paul, let's say you retired at, at the beginning of this year, and then all of a sudden you're, you're, Moderately aggressive portfolio. Let's just say you're 60 40, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm just making that up. Uh, 60 you know, stocks. 60 stocks, 40% bonds, you know, very common for retirees. And, you know, you were down 14, 15% to start the year. And, and that is, um, that is tough to swallow. Especially if it's your first year of retiring, you're right. second guessing mm -hmm. yourself. You may even be looking for, your old job to return to. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you're lucky enough and you add inflation to all of this, there's a lot to talk about here, Joe. Yeah, absolutely. And and I'll, I'll read a couple of paragraphs and then we can kind of 
um, just talk uh, amongst ourselves about you know the points that they're making. But I wanted to read this opening paragraph. It's hard to miss the fear-inducing headlines about a possible recession. They are almost everywhere. Fidelity experts don't think the U.S. is in a recession or about or about to head into one. But many investors are worried about the economy amid inflating prices and rising interest rates. No one knows what's going to happen in the future, but it never hurts to prepare for the worst while hoping for the best. Now, I'll stop there. So obviously, we just talked about that and the fear factor. You know, you get it from every uh, part of the media, you know, social media, mainstream media, um, you know, TV, radio. It's coming at you everywhere. And so um, the fear factor couldn't be higher. And you know, this, this first point, you know, let's plan for the worst and hope for the best. And I say that all the time. That's what we do uh, when we put a retirement financial plan or retirement cash flow analysis together for our clients. We start by putting a plan together. That's the key to, to start to be prepared. Worst for, case for scenario times. kind of thing? Yeah. Plan for the worst. Plan for the worst and, and hope for the best. Well, if it does happen, you're prepared. If it doesn't, it's a bonus. That's right. good news, right? It, exactly. Yeah. And that's what we talk about all the time is preparing for that worst case scenario. So, um, you know, during these tough times, the strength of your financial plan can be tested in in ways you may not have imagined. And that can cause some strong feelings, which can sometimes complicate financial decisions. Um, and I'm going to walk through some of these these smart steps that you can take to now manage your emotions and help recession-proof your finances. <laughs> so there, there's a couple of keys there. Managing your emotions, which, again, let's use you as an example, Paul. Let's say you retired at the beginning of the year. You know you can always use me. Of course. <laughs> as a, the example. And, you know, it is... Um, I would say maybe middle of February and you've been kind of holding off of calling us because you, you didn't you know, want to bother us and you felt mm -hmm. bad, but you're really, really concerned. And then all of a sudden you're just like, I can't take it anymore. I got to call. And, and the key is, you know, the question from just about any client that is concerned is, okay, what are we doing? And I would say maybe more males and females about action, you know, males, Typically, we want to solve problems, right? We, we have a solution. We want to see action. We're doers. Um, you know, many females like that, too. But um, well, and usually you know, there's what what are we doing? The, the finances in a household, not all cases, but many cases uh, and the bills being paid, all that the money, right, right, is done by usually like one or the other. Correct. Yeah. At least that's the way it is in our house. Yes. So that you don't forget or, right. or this week I got this note. No, I mean, I'm going to do this. So let's say it's your job to do your retirement plan. Right. Well, then you're going to be the one that's out there a little bit making phone calls and uh, <laughs> exactly. freaking out a little bit, right? Right, right. So so the first point that they make in this article, on they call it the six smart steps. The first step is practice mindfulness to help make better money moves. So mindfulness. So, so what do they mean by that? And, um, and I would say, you know, they mean don't let your emotions dictate your decisions. Think, think through your life and, and not maybe not just finances, but think through your life. How many good decisions have you made when you were very emotional? Not many, not many, yeah. you know, you, you know, 
you and and I always equate it to you sports because it's kind of you know right in my well, mind. We're yeah. just talking about the Packers. <laughs> right. You're you're one of the new local sponsors of the Packers on the game or sister yeah. station. Let's talk about that. You you get wrapped up in a game. You're you're not thinking straight. Right. Right. Now be, imagine being on the field. What that's like. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know the the key is sometimes your natural reaction when you see the market drop and your portfolio value drop. Your natural reaction is, oh my gosh, I need to pull this back. I, I need to pull and protect. Um, you know, and what do we do? Do we sell? Do we do we get out of there? You know, and and most of the time when things are very volatile, uh, the best thing to do is nothing. I'll say that again. The best thing to do is nothing when it's extremely volatile. You sit back. You let your head and your mind get clear, and get the emotion out. I mean. I, I don't want to speak for Chauncey, but I think I can here. He's emotional about his money, just like I am, just like you are. You know, when you look yeah. at it uh, in, a, in a down market, you know, you, you get upset. Oh, you get mad. And, mm-hmm. and the opposite, when things are going good, right? And yeah. it's been going up. That's a, that's also an emotion. Yeah. You're happy. Oh, things are great. It's <laughs> been going up and up. I got nothing to worry about. Right. Yeah, and one of the points in here they, they make in this first point is – Take a moment to reflect on what's really driving your choice and if it's in your long-term interests. Uh, and and that's, that's a good one. So, you know, we have to keep the long-term in focus. And that's very hard to do when you're not working with an advisor. That's what we specialize in, obviously. That's why people hire us to help them put a plan in place for retirement for them is to, as as Aaron Kowal, I'll steal his words, to outsource their stress to us. And that's really- I love what, that line. Yeah. I And yeah, it's, it's a perfect example of what we do yeah. because you don't have the expertise, you don't have the time, um, and you don't have the ability to separate the emotion from making good, solid decisions. So that's why you hire us. Give us a call if you're worried about your plan right now, if you don't have a plan, um, if you have questions about your current plan and you want a second opinion, uh, you want us to review it, um, we would be happy to take a look at that. Let's repeat that line. And you, you gave credit to Aaron Kowal. I've heard him say it. Outsource <laughs> your stress to us. Outsource your stress to us. The yeah. Kowal Investment Group. I mean, you guys, 35th year of doing this. This is your 35th anniversary. Right. This is all we do. We work with retirees and those nearing retirement Every single day, as I just mentioned, you know, in the last, you know, couple of weeks, I've had over 35 meetings with clients. I've seen every possible situation you can encounter in retirement. Every every emotion too, right? Every emotion. Yeah. Yeah. And and a lot of times part of our job is, you know, behavioral behavioral psychology. Oh, yeah. And don't you look to the history to, to learn how to respond in the future? I mean- Markets are cyclical. We all know nothing goes up forever. Nothing goes down forever. They go up and down, right? Right, right. So it is the big picture, the long haul. Sometimes it's just, correct me if I'm wrong, it takes that second set of eyes yeah. uh, to point that out and remind you, relax. It's, 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 it's going to be okay. Or if necessary, you do have to make changes at times. Correct. Absolutely. 
And that's why we meet with our clients on a regular basis to go through and understand what's going on in their life, what's happening in the markets. Do we need to make some changes? If you can't sleep at night because you're worried about your portfolio and the risk level, well, you know what? Your risk level is probably too high. So we need to make an adjustment there. Um, but what I've been going over with clients um, recently is just let's use history to help us put things in perspective and let's continue to look at the long term. So take a guess at how long the average bear market lasts. So and, and bear market defined as the market going down 20 plus percent. Right. And typically it coincides with a recession. Yeah. And we were in a bull market so long that we're not used to this bear market, right. but we're in a bear market now, right? And looking back over the last 96 years, how long does the average bear market last? I'll say a year and a half. So very close. Good guess. About 1.3 years. So a little over a year. Um, and take a guess at the average um, decline in in the market for, for the average bear market. On a percentage basis? On a percentage basis. Mm. So somewhere 20 plus percent. Right. I'll say yeah. 23. 39%. Oh, my. Yeah. Ooh. So- that's so, significant. Now, now again, that's that's the S and P five hundred. So that's a hundred percent stock. Okay. So if you had a sixty forty portfolio, you wouldn't be down that much. But well, you know what? That's, that's good, the average. Joe, what do you tell people to look at it, everything? Because a lot of people quote the Dow. Did you see the Dow was up today? It's almost back to where it was. That kind of thing. And and recently it has yeah. been right surging. Or the S and P five hundred is a, a broader look. You're looking at five hundred right different companies. What are your thoughts? Or is it everything? Um, I would I would tell them to just you know, to get an idea of where stocks are going, you have the NASDAQ, which is predominantly tech stocks, one sector. You have the Dow, which is the largest companies, the largest 30 companies in the U.S., pretty broad sector as far as, uh, or pretty broad view from a business sector perspective. And then you have the S&P that's a little um, weighted. It's not equally weighted, so it's weighted more towards large growth companies. So it gives you a good idea of kind of where stocks are going. And the Dow is only 30 companies, right? 30 companies, yeah, yeah. But um, going back to that, putting things in perspective. So the average bear market over the last 96 years lasts about 1.3 years, and you see um, a, a decline on average in return of about 39%. Let's flip that around and look at the average bull market. The average bull market tends to last how many years? Guess. It's going to be longer, I'm guessing. Uh, I'll say two years. 7.2 years. The oh, God. The average bull market lasts 7.2 years. A bull market. Bull market. Again, good. The market's going up. Yep. That long? Yep. 7.2 years over the last 96. That's fantastic. And That's take fantastic, a guess. Because it can what, make up those losses. Yeah, yeah. Take a guess at what the average return is for that 7.2 year period. Man, these are tough. 18%. <laughs> 387%. My goodness. So, yeah, that's the average return over that span of time, over that seven years. So, um, lesson to be learned don't panic and get out and go to cash <laughs> right? because it is going to come back. Right. Now, nobody has a crystal ball. We don't yeah. know when, where, or how much. Yeah. We do know markets go up and down. Markets and go up this and down. Will turn around. And it's, it's, it is normal for the market to go up and down throughout the year. We see volatility every year. That's a normal part of the market. But the key is if you, when times get tough like this, we stay invested, in, stay in the market, stay diversified, 
So spread your money out amongst you know the right mix of stocks and bonds, the right mix of small stocks, large stocks. Um, you know, so you're well diversified and spreading your money amongst a number of different buckets. And then the last key that I would say right now is stay stick with your investment strategy that you've developed with your advisor. Hopefully you're working with one. Again, if you haven't, give us a call. We'll help you put that together, that investment strategy and plan. But when times are volatile, stick with that plan. Don't let emotions dictate your decision-making. And don't let the short-term determine and change your long-term strategy. I think it was on last week's show, Jeff Kowal here, the founder of the Kowal Investment Group. Jeff said something that, that stuck with me. I remember him saying, I think we took a caller that talked about, should I get out? Should I get out? Jeff said, well, now you're talking about timing the market, and you have to be right twice. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it, I tell this to clients. When you get back in. You gotta- we're, we're not arrogant enough to say we're going to get this right twice for you. Exactly. Most people do not. And, and that includes professionals in our, our business. Don't get it right. Um, so, yeah, taking that kind of risk. And if you look at the numbers, you're better off, again, staying invested. If We, we are always evaluating. We, we are tweaking things as needed. Um, but for your personal situation, again, if you're losing sleep because of the risk that you're taking, you need to reevaluate. And maybe you're taking too much risk yeah, because clearly we do not want, you know, our clients losing sleep going through time periods like this. Yeah, emotions are powerful. Fear, right? right? That's yeah. a powerful emotion. Yeah. Yeah. Greed. We talk about it, right? That's aren't I quoting Wall Street movies now? <laughs> Gordon Chauncey, have you seen the original Wall Street yet? I have not. Not okay. yet. Joe keeps telling me I need yeah. to. Yeah. Oh, Greed is good. Greed is Gordon good. Gekko. The speech. Yeah. <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street uh, with DiCaprio. Totally different movie, totally by the way. Totally different. Yep. Uh, don't let the kids be around for that one. Right. Um, but both were brilliant movies, in my opinion. Just good stuff. It's entertainment. Yeah. This is the real life. You, right. It, like you said, don't it, to get emotions out of it and have an advisor help you through it. We have been talking now for about 20 minutes. I have not given out your number. I need to do that. You can reach the Kowal Investment Group, and you can call them with questions off of the air at 262-522-4040. Thekowalway.com for more information, 262-522-4040. That was a great discussion. I know, Chauncey, we've got a lot coming up in the show. Aaron Kowal's boss segment right after the break. That's a short minute for business owners. There's savings, there's security. You've got a topic. We're going to talk a little bit about Roth conversions. Converting that Roth. To a Roth. To a Roth. There you go. Whatever you got. To a Roth. And that that could be uh, like your 401k plan right now. We're seeing more Roth 401k plans. Yes. Correct? Yes. You've seen a lot more of those Roth 401k options inside of 401k plans. Yeah. That's a good topic. So we'll, we'll talk about that when we come back. The Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist today, Joe Still, Chauncey Weisensell in studio. We're on every Saturday at 10 o'clock. I'm Paul Cronforst. It's News Talk 1130. WISN will be right back. Back with the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist, on WISN, the retirement clinic, every Saturday at 10 a.m. with Joe Still and Chauncey Weisensell, part of oh, the many, many, many people that come in and do this show, along with Jeff Kowal, the founder, Aaron Kowal. Is Aaron now officially president? 
He the, is officially president. Yeah, I, I don't think he's been on the show and officially announced that yet, so I'm going to wait for Well, we just did it. So, <laughs> But when he's on next, we have to congratulate him. We just heard yes. Aaron and the boss segment. We do this every week. It's about business owners' savings and security. Now, what we focus on is retirement on the show. And, Chauncey, you've got a segment here dealing with Roth conversions. Yes, just just to talk a little bit about Roth conversions um, and why they may be a good idea. Um, it's a good article put out by Ed Slot's IRA Advisor Group. Um, they have a lot of good tax and estate planning information when it comes to IRAs. That's kind of their focus. Um, they put out a lot of good articles and a lot of good information that we uh, go through and use with our clients at times. Uh, so the first one here, it talks about Roth conversions for all ages. So we'll start younger, and we'll kind of go midlife, and then maybe as you get older, uh, talking about Roth conversions, why that may, why that might make sense if you're older as well. Uh, so we'll start by talking about why it may make sense, may, may make sense for younger people. Uh, it starts off talking about an example of someone, Harry, age 28, has a modest um, traditional IRA balance, so maybe 20000 or something like that. Um, and he should seriously consider converting part of or all of that IRA to a Roth IRA. A um, couple of the reasons being, he's likely in a lower tax bracket. Uh, when you're 28, you're definitely not at the peak of your earning power yet or your income. Um, so maybe he's in that 12% bracket. Uh, whereas if he waited to his 50s, 60s, or maybe when even when he's retired, he might be in a 22% bracket, 24% bracket. Who knows? Um, especially with you never know what the government's going to do with taxes and talking about raising income tax brackets, all that fun stuff that you get to hear about all the time. Um, so now he knows he's in a low tax bracket, probably a pretty good time to consider doing a Roth conversion. Um, and when you're 28, as he is in this example, um, you have over 30 years to let that money sit in that Roth IRA and grow tax-free. Um, and all that time of it, having it invested in the market uh, and compounding can be a pretty powerful thing when you look at being able to take that out 59 and a half. So in Harry's case here in the example, that's over 31 years that he can let that sit in that Roth IRA and grow tax-free and use it when he eventually decides to retire. And that, me- that's a significant change from your traditional 401k. It is, yeah. So um, a traditional 401k, much just like a traditional IRA, um, when you the money's in there, um, and it's all tax-deferred. When you pull the money out, you pay income taxes on all of the money in there. Um, so when we talk about Roth conversions, we're taking about, talking about taking a traditional IRA, peeling part of that off, paying the taxes on it now, and letting it sit in that Roth IRA so it can grow tax-free uh, to when you need it uh, when you're retired. So all, having it sit in there, if you're a younger person for all that time, can really help compound the benefits of having all that tax-free money for you when you decide to retire. And I'll make another point that people don't realize one big benefit of having money in a Roth IRA as a young person uh, is you can actually take your contributions, money that you already paid income tax and you put in, you can take those out penalty-free and tax-free um, you know, before you're 59 and a half compared to an IRA where there are some ways to get access to that money, but- um, it's a lot more restrictive. So yeah. without going into detail there, but it's it's a, it's a nice thing to have an option if you're a young person to say, okay, I need this money, things have changed in my life, yep. um, and you can pull out those contributions. If you've held the uh, account, if you've had the account open for five years or longer, yes. 
then it's fully tax-free. So that's another benefit With, to having again, a Roth. That's the Roth. The Roth. Yeah. That's, yes. Huge distinction, though. Yeah. A lot of benefits to the yeah. Roth. Yes, tons. Um, one thing, big thing to keep in mind, obviously, is when you convert, there's a tax bill, right? You hadn't paid income tax on that money. Now you need to. Uh, typically, we would recommend that you um, don't withhold taxes on that. So let's say Harry's case, he's got a $20,000 IRA. Say roll the whole thing. If you have money in savings, checking to pay the tax bill, uh, it'd be best to do that so you can have that full $20,000 get invested versus if you withhold, now you're having $20,000 less the taxes going to that Roth IRA. So it's less to sit in there uh, and, and grow over time. And if you are under 59 and a half as well, um, there is a 10% penalty for taking early withdrawals um, prior to 59 and a half. Um, if there's no exception that applies, if you're doing a Roth conversion, there's probably no exceptions that are going to apply. Um, but even still, uh, to, to pay that penalty in a lower tax bracket and have that money grow tax-free for such a long period of time, there's a pretty nice benefit to, to doing that. I get the impression that, at least just talking to friends and family, some people... I think that when you retire, that's it, right? You can still contribute to a Roth after retirement, right? If you have a part-time job, if you if you do something, you can still add to that plan, right? Yes. Yeah, so you need to have earned income to be able to add to a yeah. traditional IRA or a Roth IRA. As long as you have earned income, you can contribute um, either, let's say you only make $4,000. Well, that's all you can contribute. Yep. If you make more than the max, which if you're that age and retired, probably 7000 um, that's the maximum that you can contribute. But you need to have earned income is, is, is the key yep. there. But you can do conversions. So if you have a large traditional IRA, say, all right, you know, let's peel off a little bit of that. Let's put that in a Roth. I'll pay some of the taxes on that up front. We'll put that in the Roth. And I'll be able to grow that tax-free, either for my use or maybe for uh, if I want to leave that money to the kids or something like exactly, that and, yeah. and pay the taxes on that. So then they talk about um, midlife conversion opportunities. So people, if you're people in their 50s or 60s, um, it's a little more tricky, right? At that time, you're probably your peak earning power. You're going to be in a higher tax bracket. Um, it may not make sense for everyone. Uh, we run analysis is analyses. I don't know how you exactly say that. Hold on, hold on a second, Chauncey. You said midlife is fifties or sixties. That's me. <laughs> I'm fifty six. I fall right into. I'm. That's going, awesome. That's great. Well, yeah. it, it is, yeah. and I think you you nailed it. Most people are probably peaking at their job from a salary level. Most, not all. Yeah, exactly. It you depends. Know, and there can be people too, you know, you're expecting, maybe you're expecting to make even more yet if you're going to work who knows how long or you're going to get a promotion or a raise or something of that nature. Say, oh, maybe my income is going to be lower now. Maybe I'll do some sort of Roth conversion before my income goes even higher. So there's still opportunities um, for those individuals as well. There's also lots of savings time left, a lot of potential if you're Let's yes. say my age, 56. Exactly. And a lot of people say, oh, retired 65. That's that's the end of my investing. Now I just need that money to live off of. You know, that, that's not true. You know, When we run uh, cash flow analysis for clients, we run those all the way out to age 100 wow. for clients. Wow. You know, uh, I'll steal Jeff's line. Joe stole Aaron's. I'll steal Jeff's in case you screw up and live a long time, right? I love that line. People... Living to age 100 isn't going to be extremely uncommon. No, especially babies born now are, I don't think they have an official age. The, the American lifespan right now, it increases every year. I think COVID put a little dent in it, but 77 to 79, I think yeah. it's somewhere in there. Can you imagine a baby born now if they're saying maybe 90, 95, 
maybe 100? Yeah, it's it's not uncommon at all anymore. So we like to plan for if you're going to live a long time, especially if there's longevity in the family, maybe your parents lived in their 80s or 90s or we even start having clients to say, oh, you know, my mom is a hun- turned 100 or 101. Well, you can run out of money. Yes, you can. <laughs> that's the whole point. <laughs> if you screw up and live a long time, right. as Jeff says. Right. Um, so that's why we plan for that. So don't think of your retirement date as kind of the end of it. Um, there's still a lot of years, even if you convert in your 60 and you live another 20, 30 years, that's time for that money to grow tax-free. Um, and especially when you're in that kind of midlife section, if you want to look at smaller conversions, maybe uh, I'm going to do 10,000 this year and 20,000 next year, 5,000, whatever it may be. It may not seem like a lot at the time, but it adds up over time. Um, And one thing that they did put in this article is um, to just keep in mind, if you have college age kids, that when you're doing a conversion, that counts as income. And if you have students that are applying or kids are applying for financial aid, you don't want to have a big spike in income and maybe cost your kids some financial aid or uh, something going on with their loans. I know that's always, I'm not too far removed from so That was always a big pain in the, oh, you know what. And the, the cost of college <laughs> tuition, I don't think we're going to see it going down. No. It just seems to be going straight up. Yeah, up higher and higher. Yeah, year really over year. challenging for an average American family to send their kid to college without taking some sort of loan. Yeah, I mean, it's almost next to impossible depending where you want to go to school and exactly and all that and but applying for loans is always fun and you don't want to make sure you cost you know your child getting some loans or federal aid based on a big income spike from doing Roth conversions not every kid goes to college too no. I think you're seeing more and more people open to that thought yeah uh, some are meant to go. It's what they want to do. It's you want to be, a, but you know, maybe it's not for everybody. The skilled trades are begging for workers and they're saying, please come think about joining our workforce. You yeah. can make money right away. Exactly. My brother's a plumber and, and he loves it. And he's just, school's not really my thing. And yeah. so he, he does that and he loves it. And his company's always looking for, they're all looking for workers is. now. It's yeah. amazing. And there's other companies that are always like, Hey, well, we could use a plumber. And it's, it's crazy. Yeah, and, and it can be a great career. So that, you know, I just want to sneak that in there. Yeah. The college isn't for anybody. But it is if it is for you or your child, boy, it can be costly. Yeah, it definitely can. So it's something to keep in mind for when looking at those Roth conversions. Uh, and the last part here was, I thought this was kind of funny, too old to convert? Think again. So looking at, now you're getting into the older, right? I won't say so 70s, 80s. Um you can't look at me for this one. No, no. Maybe if Jeff was here, <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> That's good. Um, That's good. No, so Chauncey's been with us for a while. You know, he's still one of our uh, younger, uh, tenured employees. Yeah. Uh, but um, I like the fact that he's comfortable enough now to uh, to throw rib the boss a little there. bit. That's awesome. Ma- maybe I shouldn't have said that. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, nope, you already said it, Chauncey. <laughs> Too late. I, I can't take it back, uh, if Jeff. If you're okay. listening. Okay. Okay, so if it's seven or eighties, what period of life do we consider that? So twilight years. Sure, we'll go. We'll go with the twilight years. Okay. Well, that's a nice way to put it. Yeah. Um, but Roth conversions can be can be for people in that stage of life too. Um, at that point, you're more looking at probably estate planning purposes, which I know Joe is going to talk about a little bit in the sexy segment, estate planning. Um, but let's say you pass away. And you have IRA money, you leave that to your kids right now. There's a 10-year rule on that. They need to take out all that IRA money within 10 years, um, pay the taxes on it. They don't necessarily have to spend it. They could pay the taxes and put it in some sort of taxable account. Um, But one way or another, the IRS wants their taxes within those 10 years. 
Um, and if you were an RMD age, which now is 72, your kids will have to take out those RMDs at least um, for those first nine years. And then year 10, they have to take out whatever else is left. They can take more uh, if they want to during those first nine years, but they at least have to take what your requirement Rick, distributions were. Yep, that's You hear RMD a lot, a lot of acronyms in your industry. Yes, there are. Required minimum distribution. At a certain age, you, you've got to start taking money yep. out. Age 72 right now, it was 70 and a half. They raised it up to 72, um, which is a good thing. If you don't want it to necessarily want to take money from or need to take money from your IRAs, you can hold on to it a little, a little bit longer yeah. without the IRS making you take it. But if you are age 72 or older and you're taking those distributions and someone inherits an IRA, they're going to have to take those distributions um, that you would have taken. Now, if you were to put the, convert some of that or all of it, put it in a Roth, uh, maybe you don't need it or maybe you have a smaller IRA and you have a pension or something like that. You know, I'm never really going to use this um, you know, to convert that, put it in a Roth. Um, it's there for your, you know, kids, grandkids, whoever may be getting it tax-free. They don't have to worry about required minimum distributions. They don't have to worry about paying taxes on that money now. Um, and they still have to take it out within those 10 years, but you can let it sit in there for 10 years tax-free. Wow. Um, and then you can take it out and put it in some sort of taxable account, joint yeah. account, trust account, whatever so, it may be. Yeah, I was going to say, so for, for an older individual or couple – that who really wants to take the tax burden off their heirs, who it, let's say their children are in their fifties in their high high earning yeah. years, and they want to take that tax burden off of them, you know it it would make sense to convert um, to a Roth, allow the older individuals to pay the taxes on that, and they're probably in a lower tax bracket if they are, mm-hmm. or regardless, they just want to take that tax burden off of their their children. And it's a great strategy to be able to do that and then pass that Roth money on to their kids and no tax obligations whatsoever. Yeah, that is uh, that was a great segment on the Roth, Chauncey. And again, yeah. if people, the differences between that and a traditional IRA or a traditional 401k, if you've got questions, reach out to the Kowal Investment Group online, thekowalway.com. The phone number, 262-522-4040. Again, one of the new local sponsors of the Packers Radio Network on our sister station, The Game, which is 97.3 FM. Happy to have the Kowal Investment Group on board for that. And the sexy segment is coming up next. And we got to take a quick break here, Joe, but just give us that tease again. It's going to be about... What could be sexier than estate planning? Absolutely nothing. (laughs) Nothing is sexier than estate planning. And we'll explain why after the break. WISN's Retirement Clinic. Stick around. Back with the sexy segment, WISN's Retirement Clinic with the Kowal Investment Group, Joe Still and Chauncey Weisensell in studio. What could be sexier than an estate plan? Right now, I, I don't even think you were joking there before the break. No, I wasn't. Take and, this very seriously. Yeah, this segment is for those that have a net worth of a million dollars or more. And when you get up there in net worth, it becomes more and more important that you have taken the time to put an estate plan together. And and why is that? You know, well, do you want your money to go where you and your spouse want it to go? without getting nailed with, um, you know, taxes, without, um, you know, going to court and maybe the, the 
court determining exactly where that money goes. So probate, probate, yeah. And we've all heard stories, um, or at least I, I can think of a few stories of, especially if you have a business in the family or something, and there's complications, or maybe it's a blended family. Uh, we obviously know that there's a lot of those out there. Um, you want to make sure that money is flowing exactly where you want it to go and staying within your bloodline. And, and it becomes more and more important, the more money you have to have that estate plan and the more complicated your situation to have that estate plan in place. And there's an article, um, from nerd wallet online. And, um, I thought it did a a really nice job. Wait wait a minute. (laughs) What's the website? Uh, nerd wallet you've never heard of that i've never website? heard of no. nerd wallet okay so it's obviously for financial geeks yes yeah i love that <laughs> what a great name for a website yeah um so back in april it was uh put out and i thought it, it it's a checklist you know a, a seven-step checklist for the basics of estate planning so i thought real quick i'll just read their definition because i i think it's pretty good on estate planning so so they define it as estate planning is the process of designating designating who will receive your assets in the event of your death or uh, incapacitation. Often done with guidance from an attorney, one goal is to ensure heirs and beneficiaries receive assets in the way that manages and minimizes estate taxes, gift taxes, and other tax impacts. So I thought that was a nice definition, easy to understand. You know, you want your money to go where you've designated, you know, that you want that money to go. Um, and the only way to ensure that is to have a good solid estate plan. Obviously contact an attorney. Um, we at the Coal Investment Group um, look at our clients' estates all the time and recommend um, partners that we work with that specialize, attorneys that specialize in estate planning. So we're not drafting documents or anything, but we're we're giving them some direction on, yes, you, you probably should do this. So the the first step is inventory your stuff. Take an inventory of what you own, which sounds very basic, but how many people actually do that? Uh, a very small percentage. Yeah. So, you know, you want to look at your tangible assets, obviously, your, you know, homes, land, other real estate, vehicles. And this is great for, you know, Um, your heirs. So they know what you have, obviously. Um, In addition to that, you want to inventory your intangible assets. So all of your um, investment accounts, your checking and savings accounts, uh, life insurance policies, um, health savings account, obviously ownerships in any businesses, if you have them, you know, inventory all of that. Everything counts. Do we get down to my gun collection or something? Yeah. If it has value. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, right? Absolutely. Uh, and in addition to making sure that your assets go where you want them to go, um, you know, in, in drafting a will and, a, and then having a trust, um, you know, in conjunction with that, um, it helps your heirs to know what you have by just making a simple list of things. It does. It also clears up that awkward moment when mom or dad get up there in years and you haven't done this yet. Right. Having that mm-hmm. conversation, it, it can be awkward. Many many families are transparent, fully open to talking about it over dinner. Others, boy, I think there's a lot of children that have no idea what their parents' net assets amount to. Right, right. And and again, this is just, I, I'm just scratching the surface. Obviously, again, I'll, I, I'll reiterate, 
you know, contacting an attorney. And if you don't have an attorney that specializes in state planning, call our office 262-522-4040. And we will um, recommend one that we vetted and that we know does a great job. Yeah, under that umbrella of estate planning, Joe, uh, trust Will's power of, of attorney is also, you know, I've been told by an estate planning attorney, he's worked with, I think, at this show and other shows he's on in the afternoon, uh, Rob Melick with yes. his own show. Once you turn 18, you need an estate plan and people roll their eyes. Yes. Why am I 18? Because he's an adult. You need yeah. at least a power of attorney at the very basic entry level power of attorney. Yes. I actually have those legal documents for my, my son. My son is going to Madison. Great idea. Um, reached out to an attorney and they provided, yeah, here's the documents you need. Um, and this weekend, uh, I'm going to fill those out and, uh, we actually need a, um, a uh, notary when we sign we yeah. need a couple of witnesses so you know this is i think the busiest time of the year for that because of kids are going back to college yeah parents that let oh we don't have a power of attorney let's get that done for again it's your adult child they're right. they're an adult right. yeah and and one of the things i'll talk about here if i went to a uh, a conference and a estate planning estate planning attorney was speaking and she said if there's one thing you take away from this speech, and I remember this, obviously, if there's one thing, it's when your kids leave for college, make sure you get that estate plan set up for them. Um, and, and one of the main reasons, if they're away at college and they're 18 and something happens to them from a health perspective, uh, you do not have the right just because you're their parents to make decisions for them. Not at all. Not yeah. unless you get those documents signed. Right. right. Uh, and some people don't think it, it's just, it is the law. Any attorney will confirm that, that it's a very good segment. Uh, so it was sexy. <laughs> of course. <laughs> it was a sexy yeah, segment. I wasn't lying. Planning. No. <laughs> very important stuff on today's sexy segment. Joe Still, uh, Chauncey Weisensell. We've got great news that we announced the show with that the Kowal Investment Group is one of the local sponsors now for the Packers Radio Network and our sister station, 97.3 FM. Yes, the Packer games are on FM, the game. So that's great news. And we'll close it out with some final comments coming back on the Retirement Clinic. This is WISN. It's going to put a wrap on the retirement clinic for this Saturday with Joe Still and Chauncey Weisensell. We covered a lot of ground, you guys, and Chauncey off the air. You talked about the Roth conversions. You yeah. talked about estate planning issues. Uh, bottom line, contact you guys. You're okay with that. Yeah, when we're happy to help with uh, any questions anyone has. You are the world headquarters, as we often say, in Waukesha, the Kowal Investment Group with a new location now in Heartland, in Racine, Port Washington, in Phoenix, the website, thekowalway.com. And Joe, you've got social media accounts out there. Uh, I think they're all on your website, thekowalway.com. Yeah, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Um, if you're worried about what's happening right now, you're worried about your portfolio. If you don't have a plan, uh, give our office a call and we can help you put one together, or at least evaluate your situation. Thanks, Joe. Uh, have a great weekend, you guys. Chauncey, Joe, um, appreciate your time on Saturdays like always. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul. So here it is, the website, thekowalway.com, 262-522-4040. And welcoming the Kowal Investment Group, of course, our sister station who picked up the Packers. Uh, they are now one of the local sponsors for the Packers Radio Network. Very, very cool stuff. Back next week, Saturday mornings at 10 here in WISN.